1: Okay, what is up, guys? TGIF, happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. What is going on? Got a lot to get into. An exciting Friday here on this Friday, the August 12th. It is 12.01. We are into hour number one of the Daily Crow. Let's see. We already got a bunch of comments rolling in. I see Justin Langford, Al, C. Youngblood, Notch Everett Sports Kid, Daddy Yo, John Edward, uh, Todd Smith, Connor McCormish, Cody Gaskins. Also, guys, in the Big Cot Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. I see John Edward in here, and let me say first things first, guys. Uh, a huge thank you to all of those who came out last night to Carolina Alehouse in Fort Mill for the TSUS Tour. We had an absolute blast. Again, really appreciate you guys taking the time, coming out, supporting the TSUS Tour. It has been a massive success to this point, and last night was no different. On that note, of course, The Daily Crow is brought to you by our friends over at Carolina Ale House. Guys, they got locations all across the state. Of course, we're basically at the halfway point of the TSUS Tour right now. Be sure to check out your local Carolina Ale House location. they got over 65 beers on tap, great food, plenty of TVs, so you can watch the Gamecocks or whatever sporting event it is you want to catch. Again, Carolina Ale House is your go-to destination, and we appreciate our friends over at Carolina Ale House for their love and support. Of the Spurs up of course, allowing us to, to host the TSUS tour at all their different locations. Really looking forward to it against Fort Mill. Last night we got Augusta coming up next Thursday. My hometown. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of family, a lot of friends. Having a good time. Having a good time. Um, let's see here. Skyler Stevens, when can I personally delivered? When can I get personally delivered beamer? Mercy. You lost me there. I don't know exactly what that comment is. Um, let's see, Al Sims. How sure we will win more than seven? Are you, I, Al? Is as sure as I can be, my guy. I'm not a. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm, I'm not, not a psychic, but Call I try. From... Here we go. Jackson Davis. Let's jump to the phone lines. We're starting off hot. Six steps, press... Jackson, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, dude? Not much, man. Just hanging out. What's up? How, how's it going?
2: Going well, um, so I just want to give you a call and uh, ask a couple questions if that was all right.
1: Yeah, for sure. Fire away.
2: Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we're getting closer and closer to that first first uh, football game coming up. Um, and, you know, what do you expect to see, um, especially, like, from the wide receiver side? I feel like there's been a lot of hype going on. Mm. Um, on the, yeah, like, it's just, like, the wide receiver area, you know, center Rattler, obviously, there's um, going to be making plays and everything else, but, you know, he's very uh, adamant about the wide receivers and, and everything else that they uh, mm-hmm. have a lot of potential and whatnot. Um, so what do you expect to see? You see Do you see him, like, kind of finding, you know, his, his like, number one? Or do you think he's going to be uh, branching out to, like, all the receivers, mm-hmm. or what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be Van Wells 1A, 1B. Um, I, I'm just excited to see with Wells. I think the expectations are all so high. I mean, heck, you've seen – a guy like Phil Steele lists Wells on his preseason all-conference team, the guy's never taken a snap in the SEC. So people are obviously high on his potential, his, his skill set, what he can be. And I think certainly people should be excited. You look at his film, we're talking about a guy. It's not like he just played at James Madison. He was a record setter at the FCS level. So um, whether he's the one, Van's the one, you know, I've, I've talked about a lot. I feel like Josh Van's sort of getting slept on this preseason, but I – I think it's gonna be one A, one B. I, I think they're gonna to want to get the football a lot to Antoine Wells. You saw that in the spring game. From there, it's just my question is who is who is wide receiver three? You, you know, is is it Corey Rucker? Is it is it Dak Joyner? Is it Jalen Brooks? Is it Xavier Leggett? Is it is Jaheem Bell the number three pass catcher? You know what I mean? Um right. so I I think it's I still – I'm excited for the wide receiver room because I believe in Justin Stepp and Beamer. And, you know, obviously having a Spencer Rattler is just going to elevate that position. I think early on, though, especially week one against Georgia State, it's just about finding, you know, who are your guys and just seeing what people can do. And, and uh, you know, I, I the guys I trust right now out there, Josh Van. Um, I mean, I'm excited for Antoine Wells. You know, Amarian Browns, another one, as Joey Guyton points out, Amarian Brown could help as well. Omega Blake. I mean, Chad Terrell. There's – there's a number of guys, and I've talked about it before. You know, it's so crazy. The quote-unquote problems this year versus last year. You know, last year I just felt like personnel. We didn't have the guys. Uh, did not have the skill players at that point to have a prolific offense in the passing game. Now it's all about you've got a lot of guys that you feel like need to touch the football and you need to see with the football in their hands. How do they divvy up those touches? You know what I mean? So I, I think a lot of it's going to come down to opponent, matchup, just simply put who – gets open and makes plays um, but I would expect in week one you'll see a heavy dose of Josh Van in the passing game Jaheim Bell in the passing game I think they're going to want to get again Antoine Wells the football get him comfortable and, and see what he can do again beyond there I'm really excited for and I'll talk about this more when we talk receivers next week on the the position at preview stuff but finding that third dependable option again nobody's doubting there aren't players with some talent but it's like Who is that week-in, week-out guy that we can go into every single game and say, hey, I trust this dude's going to show up, and maybe he's not going to catch 10 balls or something crazy, but he's going to be a dependable guy for you. You know what I mean? He's going to be a dependable option because right now I think – and even Wells has got to prove it, right? He's never played at this level, but most feel comfortable. I feel comfortable saying it's 1A, 1B with Van Wells, however you want to put those guys on the depth chart. Some people think Wells is the number one guy. Either way, 1A, 1B with those two. Who is the third guy? That's the question. Who is the third guy? Out of Rucker,
3: Brooks, yeah, absolutely. Brown, absolutely. you know, all those guys. So, absolutely. <clears throat> you
2: know, I'm excited to see. You know, genuine. season cut off short or whatnot, but you know, I think he he really has like a lot of potential. You can see it in the beginning of the season. You know well what, what like what could he do with you know. Um, Rabbit behind the, behind
1: the line. So, yeah. You know. I mean, every, and I think, I think everybody, all these receivers, I mean, I think that's the exciting thing is you look at like a Josh Van last year and he had like 650, 670, something like that and I, yards, and Bell had like 570. And you're like, if they could do that with what you had at quarterback last year, I mean, you would think their stats are right. going to take a major bump. So, like, that's why I would not be shocked if we had a thousand yard receiver. And I may, maybe, maybe. Maybe that's too bold, but it just would not surprising because when you have a guy like Rattler, you have that quarterback that can get you the football down the field. You have other options to take all the heat off of you. Um, you know, I, I think it'll it'll pay off major dividends. But, um, yeah, so.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, it, it was great to talk to you again, Chris. Um, I, I apologize. I haven't been around as much. But um, hopefully, you know, throughout this year I can, I can, get, uh, I can get together.
1: My man, you're good. I, I know you're busy, and uh, if nothing else, man, come try to come check us out at the uh, the tailgate this season, man. We'd love to have you out at Seawells. Uh, I don't know if you took a look at that,
2: but, you know,
1: that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I mean, took t- uh, t- t- a look at what now? I, sorry, you cut out there for a sec. The, the,
2: yeah, the swimming schedule. Oh, not. the swimming schedule. Through, uh, yes,
1: yes, yes. Was, yes, sir. Yeah, dude, we'll we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen, man. We'd love to to be out there. And for those that do not realize, uh, listening to this call right now, Jackson Davis is a swimmer at the University of South Carolina. So go swimming. Go swimming and diving.
2: Yep. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thanks
1: again. Hey, I appreciate you, Jackson. Take care, brother. All right, man. Good stuff. Jackson Davis, USC Swimming and Diving, a TSUS athlete, by the way. We appreciate Jackson. Really, really cool stuff. Justin Langford, uh, Welcome Home, South Carolina Football, Episode 1. It will actually re-air tonight at 8.30 on ESPNU. So if you do want to check that out, it will re-air tonight. Uh, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, not your average sports kid. I appreciate you. I feel like this is probably Walker. And if that's if that's who it is, that's, that's awesome. I, I did not know that before. Either way, even if it's not, hey, I appreciate you tuning in. And, yes, Fort Mill was a blast last night, man. I appreciate you all. Absolutely incredible, guys. First, uh, let me say this, too. If you're tuned into the Daily Crow podcast right now, if you haven't tuned into that yet, you want to listen to this in podcast form, you're more than welcome to do so. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Just make sure you hit that subscribe and that like button and leave us a five-star review if you don't mind. Really good stuff there. Excited now to disperse the Daily Crow via podcast form. I love that, Walker. You and I have gotten into spats before then on here. I didn't know it was you. (laughs) I love that. Uh, guys, if you are in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. Um, we want to say thank you to those who have recently joined. We've had like five or six people recently join the Big Cot Club. And, uh, I- I'll tell you guys, listen, it ain't for everybody and that's cool. But the Discord, you can ask anybody that's in the Discord. It is a lot of fun. We have a really, really good time. Um, a lot of fun. The banter never stops. I'll say that. And uh, so highly suggested. Again, you also get 20% off of merchandise. So if you like the merch, I mean, I'm even rocking a new shirt right now. I don't know if you guys realize this, but this is a Comfort Colors right here. And it is fire. It is fire. I love this. The Comfort Colors is is swaggy. So anyways, um, yeah, appreciate all those who have joined the Big Cock Club recently. Uh, guys, also... Quick reminder, it's Friday. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, Jake Crane of Crane & Company is going to join us here shortly. Just texted me. Said he'd be on at 1220. And he is going to be our Friday segment, our Friday guest, each and every single Friday. I'm very excited for this because, I'll be honest with you, there there are few out there who bring the energy. As much as I do, and that's not a pat myself on the back moment. That's just an honest fact. There aren't many folks that really bring the energy. Jake is one of those guys. Jake's one of those guys. So I am so pumped. Jake is an SEC guy. Um, he's a college football guy. He loves it. Also, he has picked the Gamecocks to go five and seven this season. So I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to grill Jake, but, hey, he he's just like I. He loves the banter, and I, and I love getting people on that have differing opinions, and we'll be able to go back and forth, and you guys can give him hell in the comments as well. 12-20, he'll join us. My guy, Taylor Dively, is in the chat. He says, a little different kind of question away from the Gamecocks. How do you feel about all the hype Tennessee is getting? A guy on SEC Network said 10 wins, and a win at Georgia. How do you feel about them and Kentucky? Yeah, great question, Taylor. I, I know a lot of Gamecock fans. Heck, we were talking about that last night. A lot of Gamecock fans balk at that. I've actually picked Tennessee to go nine and three. I I, I do think Tennessee is going to be a solid football team. I mean, I think Hen and Hooker's legit. They've got one of the best uh, one of the best duos between Hooker and I forget the guy's name, the receiver though. Guy who had over a thousand yards receiving last year. He's back. I mean, offensively they should be prolific, and then defensively they can take any sort of step forward. Uh, I mean, Tennessee is going to be a good football team, guys. I, I just I, – I don't – you look at – if you're going to be hyped about South Carolina and say all the reasons that South Carolina is going to be a good football team, I, why, why couldn't Tennessee be one? And I don't like Tennessee by any way, but I'm just trying to take all the biases out of it. I think Hooker's legit when you have a guy like that. Um, what's crazy, though, is you look at his year last year, and he was as good as he was, and Tennessee only won seven games. I, I mean, it's just wild to think that South Carolina and Tennessee ended up with the same record. They very much so differently – took very different paths to get there. Um, I, I don't see Tennessee beating Georgia. I, I, I don't think they're at that level yet. And I don't think that's like – I'm not trying to hype up Tennessee to say, well, oh, it's just going to be an impossible game for South Carolina. I think that's going to be a toss-up. I think that's going to be a toss-up. Um, Kentucky now, I think they're overhyped. I, I think them getting picked to finish second in the East is is too aggressive. I would have picked Tennessee. Um And I have Tennessee. I've got the Gamecocks finishing third. got Kentucky finishing fourth. So, I understand what Stoops has built. And I give credit to what he's built. I I really do. I I don't feel like there are many out there who are willing to give Kentucky as much credit as I give them on a daily basis. But the the amount of hype they've gotten behind Will Levis. And they lost a lot from last year. I'm not saying Kentucky's going to be some terrible team. But... I, I just, I'm, I'm not buying into the Kentucky hype. I'm not doing it. So, I, I've got the Gamecocks beating Kentucky. So, um, Ken's Benz. How does All-American Jalen Foster not get drafted? Well, Ken's Benz, it's because college success doesn't equate to draft an NFL. Um, the NFL cares about measurables, 40-time those type of things versus were you named an All American or not? Just because you were named an All American, hey, we've seen plenty of guys, right? Just because you're a good college player, does not equate to being a good NFL player. We, God, we see it the quarterback position all the time. We see, I mean, look at, I and mean, I love the guy, but Connor Shaw. Look at Connor Shaw, great college quarterback, nothing in the NFL. And I'm not, I'm not you know, Connor's my dude. Injuries affected that, but I'm just saying, like. You know, it's 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 not as simple as that. You know what I mean? Uh, Chris Miller, picking five and seven for South Carolina is just as bold as 10 and two, in my opinion. We'll love to hear his reasoning. Yeah, I'm excited too. And We've had him call in before. <laughs> Huge energy guy. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. Huge energy guy. Huge. En- I Taylor, I always say that. I may not be the smartest. I may not be the funniest. I may not be the best looking but I will bring the most passion and the most energy. That's what I pride myself on. Whole lot of passion on this show. Um, <clears throat> Joseph says I've been watching some SEC replay games. I've watched Hooker, Corral, Young, and more and and more. Something I think not being talked about a whole bunch is how huge Rattler's mobility before. Yeah, so, I, I think so too. You got to have some, as I like to call it, wiggle. And I, I think Rattler's got wiggle. He, he's he's not a he's not a shawl. He's not a runner, right? But he's got enough where if the pocket breaks down, I mean, we've I, – I, the thing I noticed, so many of his highlights are making throws on the run. So many of them. So, you have to be able to do that. I mean, guys, even if you've got an elite offensive line, which we don't have, but even if you have one, these defensive ends, these linebackers, these pass rushers, they're just too good to think you're just going to sit back there and play seven-on-seven seven all game. Like, you, you got to be able to, to move around. It's why a guy like Steven Garcia, right, our good friend Gar – it's why he teaches all these drills of, you know, moving in the pocket and evading pass rushers. And I mean, it's just, it's going to happen, right? So I think Rattler has enough of that. And even, I think he's even got enough to pull it down and, and get seven or eight yards when he needs it and take what the defense gives him. And, and, uh, I, again, I'm very curious to hear Jake Crane because I know how he feels. He's not a Rattler guy. He's not a Rattler guy. He doesn't believe in Spencer Rattler. He looks at his season last year at Oklahoma and, and does not think that, uh, that Rattler is the answer at South Carolina. So I'm, and I'll tell you this guys, I'll tell you this. Well, actually I'll I'll talk with him about it, but but I'm excited. I'm excited to, to talk to him about it. Taylor Dively. Taylor, I appreciate you commenting and, and, and and chiming in my guy. It's good to hear from you, by the way, Taylor. Uh, It says Tennessee and Mizzou are my two biggest games this year. Winning games against the UT Mizzou, Kentucky trio. Is a prerequisite of getting back to the 2010-13 success. Yeah, Taylor, I mean, listen, I, I've said that a bunch too, man. Like, I know we all want to beat Georgia. We all want to beat Clemson desperately. We all want to beat A&M. And, and those are certainly trends and streaks and games you, you need to win. But we saw it in 2019, right? Heck, we saw it in 2020. We saw it all throughout the previous regime. It doesn't really matter if you're beating Georgia, okay? doesn't matter if you're beating Georgia if you're losing to the Kentuckys of the world. The Mizzou's of the world, you know that 2019 season. You beat Georgia, but lost to App State. So, what did you really get out of it? You know what I mean. Um, so, I, I, I would agree with you. Those, those are huge games, Brian. Here we go. Let's jump to phone lines real quick. Brian, what's
4: up, man? How are you? What's up, Chris? How you doing, buddy? Um, happy Friday, to you, bubba. Yeah, um, doing
1: well, man. Appreciate it. PGIL. I just call,
4: I just calling in. Um, I just calling in to see if um, if you see, have you seen the latest Shane Beamer video? Um about when he takes the players to the stadium. I, 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 I mean, did, it's powerful, man. I,
1: I did see it. Yeah, I reposted it on Twitter. And, yeah, it's awesome, man. I mean, it's its just Beamer being Beamer. And Beamer is a Gamecocks fan, I think, as much as he is a coach. And he, he's one of us. So, yeah, it's awesome. Re- really moving stuff, truly.
4: You know, the thing about it, is, like you said in the beginning, it's a culture change. Mm-hmm. and But the culture change, I'm <clears throat> i am starting to see where you're coming from. It's going to take time. So, I'm gonna rebuttal a statement about South Carolina going ten and two. I'm gonna back that up. I'm gonna go with you on eight and four, cause I'm eight and four. Then you win your bowl game, you'd be nine and four. That's a successful season. Yeah. Because I I know year. um we have the we have the talent to be nine and three or ten and two, but we got a hard schedule. There's no doubt. I'm, I mean, I, I want. I look at our schedule and I'm still thinking we could split with Arkansas and Georgia. <clears throat> And the the losses I see is um, like one of those two. Texas A&M and possibly Tennessee. That's the four losses I got. And, um I got us beating Clemson like you do, and I, I got us like I think I got us, like five and three in the SEC. Yeah,
1: I mean, like you said, man. I, I, grew- I think I think eight and four regular season will be a great year. I really do. And uh, I mean, if you beat Arkansas week two, man, listen who knows I mean that, that's really the game that I've talked about before you win that week two matchup in Fayetteville and I'll say hey just just take your predictions and just ball them up and throw them in the trash because you just don't know I mean who who knows who knows now everything's on the table so oh
4: yeah I meant to ask you about your schedule um what what game are you planning to be at some of the Somerville house only come out
1: that night? This Somerville Alehouse, I think we're doing Vandy. I- I'll drop a full schedule. You know, last year I kind of went week by week when announcing where we were going to be. I'm going to drop yeah. a full road game schedule of which Alehouse is. But Somerville, uh, for that one, Vanderbilt is the plan, that Vandy game. So, that, that, I mean, that you got you got some time. That's – that's uh, what week nine or something like that. Week eight, so you got some got some time. But uh, yeah, we need to get a dub for Somerville, man. I've been there twice, and both the games were against Tennessee—one in football, one in basketball. We got our tails beaten both of them. So I'm like, you know what? Hopefully, Vandy, fingers crossed, is is the W that the Somerville location <laughs> desperately needs. So uh, should yeah, be a good time. You though. keep the
4: you keep the great content coming, man. And I appreciate everything you do, man. You have a good one,
1: Brian. I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, with that, guys, and Brian, thank you so much for the call, man. I truly do appreciate it. And, hey, like I said, man, I I, I hope we go 10-2, and man. I hope we go 11-1. I hope we go 12-0. But uh, we got to keep expectations realistic. Speaking of keeping expectations realistic, I'm going to bring in my good friend again. We're going to have him on every single Thursday. He does a fantastic job with Crane and company. Jake Crane. Jake, what's up, man? What's up,
5: Chris? I appreciate you having me, man. Are, are the South Carolina fans? Ready to come up here with uh, pitchforks and torches at me yet?
1: Yeah, I, I think they're ready to uh, to bring the heat to <laughs> you, my friend. Yeah. they uh, We've had a lot of comments in regards to your predictions for the season. But, dude, first things <laughs> first, I want to say thanks so much for doing this. It's a pleasure to have you on. And, uh, you know, when I was thinking of guests, because I filled out my, my weekly slate with guests um, – when I was thinking of guests for my Friday show, there were there were not many folks I could think there'd be a better fit than you. Obviously, you're an Auburn guy, but you're an SEC football guy, you're a college football guy, and as I talked yeah. with you off the air, man, you bring the you bring the energy, you bring the noise, which uh, <laughs> I love, obviously. So appreciate you taking the time, man. I'm looking forward to this. No,
5: man, let's let's do it. I appreciate you having me, and and look, like like I'll tell people again, I, I don't have all the answers. I did it for nine years, six at the Division One level. Um, but I do have some, and, and while what I'll say, what I think about South Carolina this year, it is in no way a reflection on what I think Shane's going to be able to do there. I've been on the Shane Beamer train since they've hired him. Uh, and, and I think he's the right guy for the job and and he's kind of in that new wave of young coaches that we're seeing, uh, you know, have success and kind of understand it.
1: Hmm. Now, Jake, let's just go ahead and dive into it. You're not a Spencer Rattler guy. Tell me why. Well, it's it's not that I don't think he's talented. I mean, it's
5: not that, that I don't think he has potential. I just have to see it. I, I mean, I, I feel like if we're saying, all right, a guy's going to go from a Lincoln-Riley system, which Lincoln's done a great job with quarterbacks. You can say what you want uh, about the kid or whatever, but Lincoln's done a good job of developing quarterbacks. They had weapons around them. When you look at what Oklahoma had, including one in Stogner that's over there now with you guys at South Carolina, I just don't trust his attitude, Chris. I watched him on the D1 show. Like, like I just, I know that type of kid. And I'm not saying you can't get better or you can't grow. I just wonder how we're saying that all of a sudden now that Spencer Rattler left a team with a bunch of Lambos and Ferraris at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley and then comes to South Carolina, a roster that is better than it was last year and a lot better than the one that Shane inherited, how that's going to be some huge jump. I mean, Jordan Rodgers had him as the number two quarterback in the SEC. I just don't don't see that. I, I've got to see it first on the field. And then you look at that schedule. I mean, it it ain't a walk in the park.
1: And I'll tell you this, Jake, and I was going to mention this to my audience before you came on, but I want to tell you the reason I'm so excited, or one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on, is because I am actually someone that I love the, the counter argument. You know, I even told people when Shane Beamer was hired, all I heard from people was, he's a great hire, he's a great hire, he's a great hire. And almost in a sick and twisted way, I was like, I would love to bring somebody on my show who disagreed just, just to hear the other side and to hear their vantage points. So this is good because I actually think, hey, listen. I think you've got some fair criticisms of the guy. I, I just say this, and I know you'd probably agree with this, but I'll just make this point that I've been telling people all preseason because the the, the pressure on Spencer Rattler, it is so much bigger than just to win games at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, the pressure on him is national. And the last time South Carolina had a guy that had that kind of pressure, I mean, maybe it was Jadavion Clowney probably that had that type, no. of, that type of impact on the national landscape of college football. But I've been telling people, and I think you'd understand this, that the reason South Carolina fans are so excited is not because we are expecting him to win the Heisman. It's not because we're expecting him to be an All-American. It's because he's so much better than anybody they had on that roster last year. I mean, oh, talking, agreed. About a team, talking about a team I agree. that played four different quarterbacks, excuse me, started four different quarterbacks. I don't know if you knew this, Jake. South Carolina had nine different players throw a pass last year. Well, you had a
5: coach playing quarterback. They had to jackie moon it last year. I mean, you had it's like, it like it was with the tropics. But look, my, my thing is this, and again, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not on here to 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 tell people what I think they want to hear. I'm gonna tell them what I actually think, and I'll be the first one if I'm wrong to come on here and be like, you guys are correct. But again, I just I look at South Carolina this year. The roster is upgraded. I'm very interested to see what they do defensively. Uh, You obviously look at the offensive line, the guys they're returning, the weapons they have. I've been big on Marshawn Lloyd since we were talking last year. Uh, You add Stogner. Jaheim Bell's probably the most underrated tight end in the country. So there's a chance for South Carolina to do better than, than what I'm saying. But again, I look at that schedule and, and, and just that's what I think. I think they're going to win every non-conference game outside of Clemson, even though they're really not playing anybody outside of, you, you know, the yeah. conference when you look at Charlotte and South Carolina State and, and stuff like that. But again, I'm always looking three, four years down the road. And what, what I think Spencer Rattler brought to South Carolina during the portal was relevancy. It, it was it was a huge shot to South Carolina at, when you look in recruiting and you look at the kind of the boomerang effect. Because look, good players want to play with good players. It was it was it's true all across the board. Look at Texas and Arch Manning. Arch Manning commits to Texas. All of a sudden, you got big time running back, big time wide receiver. It's how it happens. So you know, while I do think. Yeah, they're not going to have their breakout year this year. I think it's coming. And South Carolina fans should have high expectations. We played them there when I was at South Alabama. That's a hell of a place to play. When they get those towels going, it's nuts. And you've seen that South Carolina has been able to have success. And the recruiting ground is so fertile. Even within the state of South Carolina, I think it's one of the top three most underrated states for recruiting when you look at, at the whole continue, contiguous United States. So I think South Carolina fans should be excited. I can understand if they're mad at what I think, but again, if I cared about everybody that was mad about what I think, I'd never have an opinion of my own.
1: That's a good point, Jake. You make people mad on a daily basis, but it's okay because I do the exact same thing. I make people mad within my own fan base, but some people just can't handle the truth, my guy. <laughs> yeah, some look. People, re- they don't want to hear the truth. They, they, exactly, exactly. And that's, again, that's why I have you on because I respect the hell out of it because sometimes... What needs to be said needs to be said. And I, like I said, I see your content all the time, and I rock with it heavy. Um, again, Jake Crane and Crane & Company, appreciate you doing this. Every single Friday, we'll have you on around 12, 15 or so, whatever, uh, talking ball. And I'm really excited to get in season because I'm hoping, too, my guy that on a weekly basis, Spencer Rattler's throwing for three, 350 and a couple tutties, and we're, we're having some fun convo. <laughs> Look, talking about. I, I,
5: would, I, I would love it for Shane. I would love it for Shane because he deserves it. I think yeah. he's done things the right way, and like I said, I'll be the first one if Spencer Rattler comes out and ends up being the guy that a lot of people think he's going to be. I'll be the first one to be like I was wrong, but again, I've got to see it. You know, you can wish in one hand and do something in the other, and see which one fills up faster. I got to see it on the field.
1: So again, that, that brings me to—I mean, let's just jump into the record, my guy. There's no point in dancing around that. Five and seven, two and six. I feel like you're taking a lot of chalk. My 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 only point would be this because I. Listen, schedule's tough. Schedule's tough. At Arkansas. It's crazy how South Carolina, we tend to get the teams from the West who are on the up and up. And and just us having having A&M as our permanent cross-divisional, that that is just like cruel and unusual punishment. But, so you got them already. You trade out Auburn for at Arkansas, who we all know what Sam Pittman's doing there in Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. The schedule is brutal. But would you not agree that, I mean, this is college football, Jake. It's it's never just going to go to chalk, right? Right. I mean yeah. I, I get I get the whole Vegas thing. I'm a huge gambling guy. Like I, I love the gambling side of things, but mm-hmm. when has college football ever gonna talk? And I I we talked about this before when you called in, but could five and seven happen? Sure. Absolutely it could. I've got it as the worst case scenario. I think we'd all agree though. It's year two, it's way too early. Five and seven would be a disaster with with, with all the upgrades you've added. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously it it would feel like a step back. And, I
5: I mean, look, you're right. It's college football, college athletics in general. You know, these preseason polls and everything's great. You're not going to know – until you see those guys together. It's just like fall camp. Sometimes you have good surprises. Sometimes you have bad surprises. It's just how it works. By the way, A.J. Bowers, it's he's an idiot, not he's a idiot. Let's be a lot better I, than I that. I love
1: that you can see the comments. I was unsure of that, but I'm, that's good. Yeah, well, it. I it's, I it, that. well,
5: it's 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 funny. If you're going to call somebody stupid, at least do it right grammatically. <laughs> um, but, but again, when you look at it, and, and to me, there will be a game that South Carolina wins that people don't expect them to win, there's going to be one. I think they may lose. That people don't expect them to lose, but but I think there's a couple crucial games. Obviously, that Tennessee game at home is huge. Going to Florida is huge. I think and and look, if it is six and six, if it is five and seven, I don't think people need to panic. It just kind of is what it is. I, I mean, again, it takes the rule was three cycles. It used to be when you're a new coach, right? It takes three cycles for you to get three classes in to build your culture and develop them. Because the three pillars of college football are recruiting, development, and culture. You bring the guys in. You develop them how you want, and that builds your culture. Then you turn it into a machine, and you feed the machine. So when you look at at what South Carolina has upgraded, that's great. I know they're returning a lot of offensive line, okay, a lot of offensive linemen, but I say this about Auburn. Just because I'm returning players that weren't good the year before doesn't mean that they're going to be good this year. If I have a car that doesn't work in 2021, just because it's the next year, it doesn't automatically start working. That's not how that works. That's not how football works. But the depth is where I look because you know as well as I do Mm -hmm. Chris people like Texas and Oklahoma is about to find this out really really soon is that the the SEC is not a one-off I think there's a common misconception people are like oh well you just really got to go in there and beat Georgia and Bama and if you can do that then you can win it that's not the hardest part of the SEC I wish it was a one-off I wish it was that easy but it's having to play at Florida Tennessee at home A&M at home at Arkansas, it's a battle of attrition. So so it's not about your first 22 that you send out there. It's about your first 60 on that roster. That's where the battle is because some guys are going to get hurt. Some guys are going to underperform. Some guys are going to get suspended. The difference between the Alabamas and the Georgias are that when something like that does happen, they have guys that are good enough to come in in the second string and even the third string and be able to be effective.
1: Jake, I'm I'm so glad you bring that up, man. Like, it's literally preach. Up, yeah. First things first, by the way, you have the best analogies in the game. I just want you to know that. That's really why I brought you on this show. Um, the <laughs> car thing. Just because I've said that, too, with the offensive line about, like, experience is overrated in college sports. I know you'd agree. Like, I'd rather have the, the hot shot freshman with NFL potential that hadn't played a game over the senior who ain't done jack shit. You know what I mean? No offense, but, like, It is what it is. He's going to be working in insurance in two years. Like, who gives a damn? No offense to the insurance (laughs) agents out there who tuned in. But, um, dude, I I think you bring up such a great point because you know that we're getting close to kickoff when people are starting to call into my show talking about – Man, I really think we can go ten and two this year. And I don't know if you saw like Paul Feinbaum, some Gamecock man called it and predicted eleven and one. Like that's how you know you're getting close when like all logic. If y'all go go eleven and
5: one, name the stadium, the city, and the state after Shane Beamer. And I want to know how long he went to Hogwarts if that happens. Because if y'all go eleven and one, and look. I'll be the first one to come on here and be like, congrats, guys. I'll dress up like a chicken on here, dog. Oh, like, I don't care. No you know, white meat no or dark meat, take-backs. it doesn't matter. You, you
1: tell me. Oh, my God. No takebacks. No takebacks. But <laughs> the, the point I was going to make, though was like, I, I do my best to try to keep expectations realistic. And, yeah, I've picked eight and four. But I, I think about a seven and five season. This is about a seven-win football team, maybe eight-win football team. But – the point you make about, and I've told people, I was like, listen, do I think that South Carolina's A-plus game this year with the guys they've had it, could it be good enough to beat Georgia, A&M, Clemson? Yeah, I think it could. But as you're saying, South Carolina, no, no football team's going to play their A-plus game week yeah. after week after week. And like you said, that's the challenge of the SEC is a Georgia and Bama, when they play their C <laughs> game, they can still win. Right. Like it's it's unrealistic to expect South Carolina to play this A plus ball game. And it's, you know, when they play the Georgia's A&M's, the Clemson's, the top tier teams. if if those teams play their A game, it doesn't matter what game South Carolina plays. Yeah. And that goes well, for we a lot to, of teams in the SEC. Yeah. Well, we
5: used to say and, and even Saban will tell you, you can really get your team up and playing at a maximum level for about three, maybe four games out of the regular season. It's just how it is. That's how it will yeah. always be, playing at that top level, being able to be as healthy as possible. The odds of that going through a – it's just so physically and mentally exhausting, You know, going through the season, going through the practices and doing those things, that to get them playing at the highest level for as many games as possible is always the goal. That's why Saban goes – all right, well, we're going to make every game the same, whether it's Mercer, whether it's Georgia Southern, or whether it's Georgia it's or it's Ohio State. It is not about the other team. It is not about the name of the other team. It is about us. If we can focus on us and get better at something each week, that's how you end up building the monster because Shane can turn that place into a monster. South Carolina is not one of these schools that, well, you know, we'll be good every four to five years, and that's okay. It's the old white Goodman from Dodgeball. I'm not okay, you're not okay, but that's okay. Type of thing. South Carolina's not like that. The expectation's so high and Shane understands that and you can win there. And I'll say this, South Carolina will beat Clemson within the next 3 years and once that happens, that'll be another big feather in Shane's cap cuz he's already recruiting really well. He's great in home. The South Carolina fan base is behind him. That's why if they do go 5 and 7 or 6 and 6, you can't freak out. You can't freak out and let it let it screw anything up. I'm telling you Shane is the right guy he just needs time look at the SEC you brought up well you know you have to go to Arkansas now and why do we always get get uh, caught with these teams well as a guy that's from Auburn <laughs> our rivals are Alabama <laughs> and Georgia it's not a good situation <laughs>
1: right. right now it's like right. oh boy on the other guys it's not a great time Bob hey Jake what would you say to the people that say you're just salty because South of whooped Auburn's ass the last two years Dude, I was I was the one like I started the J Boy <laughs> Show
5: and it took off because I was hoping <clears throat> Gus Malzon would lose to South Carolina a couple years ago so he'd get fired and then he did so I would like to personally thank you. Here's my thing: Yeah, I'm from Auburn. We're all a fan of somebody, but they ain't sent me a check yet. Like, <laughs> like that, uh, that, there's been no money sent to me. So at the end of the day. You know, it's, it is what it is. I'm rooting for Shane. We've had Shane on the show. Like, I don't go about this. And maybe it's because I coached for nine years. I saw how the sausage is made. I don't look at this like a fan. Like I'm not out there saying, all right, how can I convince myself that Auburn's going to win nine games? I got Auburn going seven to five. So like, uh, again, there's some people that, that will sit there and say, Oh, well, you're a fan of this. Everybody's a fan of somebody. And if they're telling you they're not, then they're lying. But, It's a non-biased look at it. I look at the schedule. I look at the amount of games you play without a bye, who you play against, how deep you are at certain positions, because one guy goes down and it can change the whole season. It's just the truth.
1: Yeah, and I, I know. Again, you take your Phantom out. of You you also talk everything from national. I mean, you're talking NBA. Yeah. I saw your clips on LeBron and stuff. So it, it's it's you know people have to understand. It's like when you when you do what you do, you you really do look at it from a different scope, like you said. Um, let let's dive into SEC, man. I know we we talk a bunch of Gamecocks. We got plenty of talk <laughs> about Gamecocks That's what we're going to do all season long. But uh, mm. I, I forgive me for forgetting your record predictions for these specific teams. But I guess you've probably got it. I would assume. It's as simple as Georgia, Bama, and the SEC. Would you have mm-hmm. Bama winning the SEC title? Is that
5: right? Yeah, I got Bama winning the national championship. I got to beat in Ohio State. Um, you know, I think C.J. Stroud is going to win the Heisman. I, I think, you know, Alabama coming off that year last year, they're obviously hungry. I said it, you know, it was great for Georgia fans, I guess, but it was terrible for college football because I think if Nick Saban won that one, he may have rode off into the sunset. Uh, now he's coming back angry, eating little Debbies, you know, harder than he's ever eaten them before uh, in the morning. And so I, I think Alabama offensively and defensively, I mean, you look at Will Anderson on one edge, Dallas Turner on the other, Jaheim Otis in the middle. Uh, they bring back Towa Towa at, at Mike, Jordan Battle, and those guys in the secondary. And then on offense, I mean, the weapons they have, I know they lost JMO. Uh, you know, I know they lost Mechie, but Alabama stays with Ferraris and Lambos. It's just when you recruit and stack classes on classes, now with the Transfer Portal, they go get Harrell, they go get Osteen from Vanderbilt on the offensive line. The rich were always going to get richer. Georgia, you know, I look at the schedule, I don't see them losing uh, until the SEC Championship, uh, where I do think they lose to Alabama, but both those teams will be in the playoff. And you know what? It's going to be the same movie we've seen. I mean, I'd love to be able to come on here and be like, you know what? Give me Fresno State gimme uh, Colorado, gimme Oregon, and let's say Alabama. I'd love to come on here and say that, but I'm also, I I, I don't make stuff up. I'm not mad dog. Hmm.
1: Fair enough. I love that shot there at the end. Uh, Jake, this is a pleasure. Like I said, I, I'm looking forward to doing it each and every single Friday. Let people know, by the way, where they can check out Crane & Company, where, where they can tune into you guys' show.
5: Yeah, man. Well, we're we've been going live two to three Central, uh, you know, three to four Eastern. I gotta stop saying two to three Central. Nobody's on <laughs> thinks in Central time. Uh, but we've been going live on YouTube, uh, our podcast, obviously Apple Podcast, Spotify. We're the Sports Show for the Daily Wire. So we're talking. Ton of college football now, man. A little bit of NFL. I'm just so glad football season is here. I'm happier than a fat kid in a Pop Tart factory. So uh, we've been, you know, we've had Cole Kublick, Kirby Smart, bunch of guys on. We'll be told We got Steven Garcia coming on next week as well. Uh, and Love we got to get you on soon. Uh, but no, nah, yeah. man, I'm just excited. Uh, we're going to start going in the morning as well here in a couple weeks. And we're going to start a call in feature. So uh, we're excited about that. But no, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, Connor, man, I'm I'm in Nashville, man. I, the quality internet here is where I'm at. At the Daily Wire is pretty good, uh, so you know it is what it is.
1: Well, we'll make it work. We'll make it shake. Hey, I, like I said, man, I really <laughs> do appreciate you doing this, and I, I'm looking forward to having you on every single Friday, man. This is going to be an electric conversation uh, every single time we chat. Jake, appreciate you taking the time, man. Dude, anytime. Congrats on your success,
5: bro. I'm always down, and uh, like I said, I'll come back and eat crow. I'll be the first one to eat crow. I'll eat a big plate of crow, but also <laughs> if it goes like, I think I expect a little crow to be eaten on the other way. And I know, uh, you're always down for that. Well, I appreciate yeah. you too, man.
1: Oh yeah. No better place to eat crow than the daily crow, Jake. Hey, we'll that's talk exactly soon. right. Care, <laughs> See okay. you, buddy. Bye. Great stuff. Great stuff. Jake crane of crane and company. That was electric. That was incredible. Um, and yeah, we'll get the, we'll get the Wi-Fi stuff worked out guys. Um, uh, Technology is great until it isn't. Hey, let's go ahead and jump into a quick break. Gamecocks just got a commitment. We'll talk about that and more on the other side. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side of the break. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls, 843 790 that is eight four three seven 843-790-3377. In case you missed it, while we were on with Jake Crane, Gamecocks pick up a commitment from twenty twenty three three star athlete, Vakari Swain, out of Carrollton, Georgia, six foot one hundred and seventy five pounds. He's a .8685 on the twenty four seven Sports composite, sixty seventh ranked athlete, seventy sixth ranked player in the state of Georgia for the twenty three class. Uh, And you know what you love seeing? His offers, and the the first one below South Carolina is Maryland that he picks the Gamecocks over. Love to see that because to hell with Maryland, right? Uh, Other offers, Vandy, App State, Duke, ECU, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, Hawaii, Indiana, James Madison, Mississippi State, Temple, and Virginia Tech. So, looks like his primary recruiters were Torian Gray and Jimmy Lindsey, so it sounds like he's an athlete that will play in the secondary for the Gamecocks, uh, <laughs> I saw. Listen, I I saw the comments while Jake was on. I, I I am so excited to have Jake Crane on this show weekly. I mean, he brings, like I said, he brings the heat. He brings the noise. I love the fact that he ruffles y'all's feathers a little bit. He ruffles all our feathers. Listen, it's going to be get very intense when we're in season. And I'm talking to him like, Jake, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, I, I it's it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah. anyways, guys, want to hear from you. Um, yeah, Chris Miller says, I feel like 5-7 and seven is what he thinks is our guarantee with the season. I'd agree that's the floor for this team if everything goes wrong. But we're likely to do better than that. I, I'd agree. I, dude, I think 5-7 and seven is worst case, and I'm talking, like, injuries too, man. I, I, I just – I can't fathom a world where South Carolina goes worse than 6-6. Six and six. They don't make a bowl game. With Spencer Rattler at quarterback. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But I will say this, guys, and I and I love I love the way he phrased this. I I, I think he phrased this beautifully. And he explained the point I was trying to make a couple of days ago even further, in regards to why I just do not see. And I'd love, I'd love James Reynolds to tune back. Like I love how James Reynolds he tunes in for one day and he's done. Doesn't call in. I don't know. Maybe he's just called, maybe he's tuned in right now. I don't know, but he hadn't commented. But The reason why I don't think the Gamecocks are going to win 10 games this year is, listen. Listen, if you could tell me South Carolina is going to play their A-plus game every week, they're going to play their best game every week, then I might tell you 10 wins is going to happen. I might say 11. I don't know, right? But as Jake pointed out, the battle of attrition. The battle of attrition. You're not going to play your best game every single week. And there's going to be some weeks where you play your C game, none of the team plays their B-plus game, and they beat you. It's just how it goes. And I know fans don't want to hear that, but it's the reality. It's one that you have to accept. If you've played any sport at any level, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes, hey, sports, you can have the best intentions in the world, but sometimes, a lot of times, you don't get the best results for whatever reason. It is what it is. I'm not not telling you all that to lower your expectations or to tell you that you should be okay with losing. I'm just telling you it happens. So South Carolina is a team, though. They're not built like Georgia. They're not built like Alabama. They're not even built like Texas A&M or Clemson, where those teams have enough talent to on a weekly basis combat that SEC schedule, the attrition in the SEC on a week-in, week-out basis, right? So... That is why you're, what you're asking, that's why it's not realistic for South Carolina to win every swing game on the schedule. That's why that's not realistic. That's why eight and four is my best case scenario because it's not realistic to think the Gamecocks are going to win every swing game. It's not real. Now, will it happen? That's a different conversation. It's not realistic, I think, to think that, though. And if I'm wrong, I'll do the same as Jake and eat crow, but I don't think it's realistic. So I'm glad he brought that up because he further explained what I was trying to explain days ago, really, truly. Um, And I think he did a beautiful job at explaining it. Again, that's why, guys, you start talking, in my opinion, you start talking 9-3, and and 10-2, or God forbid, more than that, it's you're living in in la la land. It's it's a fallacy. It's 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 not real. It's not real. You know what I mean? Those are not realistic expectations. Um, now I would say to to his prediction, no one should be happy with five and seven. I I don't give a damn who the coach is, who the quarterback is. Missing a bowl game will never be good enough here. It, it should never be good enough here. Ever. 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 Amen. Right. Anyways, uh, guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts on everything Jake had to say, what I've got to say. Uh Fred Jenkins, it says, anybody know about the Saints, the swing kid? Just committed. Three-star athlete out of Carrollton, Georgia, Central High School, six foot, one hundred and seventy-five pounds. Outside of that, my guy, I, I don't know a ton about him. I'll be totally honest with you. Um,
3: I don't know a ton about him. Let's see. I feel like we had some questions. Travi, driving through Arkansas currently. Headed to South Carolina for vacation. Love that. Love that. Absolutely love that. (laughs) We had a lot of questions coming in. Bad Brad, I 100% think we split the Arkansas and
1: Georgia games. Which one will be the win is the question. Hmm. 100% you think we're splitting those. So you think? I, I just think it's so interesting. There's people out there that think we're going to lose to Arkansas and then beat Georgia. Guys, Arkansas is not a tougher game than Georgia. I don't know why folks are looking at Georgia like it's—it's it's beyond me why folks are looking at Georgia as like that's like that's some, just some some some. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll win that game. Like it's Georgia. They beat you by 27 last year. You know? I, like, like Arkansas's good. Don't get me wrong, but, like, bro, Georgia's a good— I mean, I, I understand. Like, I'm not saying they're unbeatable. I'm not saying they are unbeatable not saying they did not lose a lot. Georgia's a good football team. I got them going undefeated. I got them back in the playoff. Like, they're going to be probably better offensively. <clears throat> and defensively, yeah, they lost a lot, but— they're reloading with five stars on five stars on five stars. On. Have you seen the way Georgia's recruited? They got guys. So, I mean, hey, I'd love to see the upset. I'll be their full force at Willie be with you all. Rocking my to hell with Georgia t-shirt. But, you know, when I look at those two games, if you're going to split them two, it needs to be that Arkansas game. It, it needs to be Arkansas. Because I just, I just don't think – if you're going to beat Georgia, I think you need to beat Arkansas first. Get that confidence. Show you're clicking. Show you're a high-quality football team. I, I don't think there's some weird, like, spin zone where losing to Arkansas before Georgia is a good thing. I don't see that.
3: I just don't see that. Like, I, I and I don't know how you could see that. What would make you think that'd be a good idea?
1: And I don't know how anybody could say that's a tougher game. I I, I just... Anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, those tuning in the podcast version. Appreciate you, man. I I really got under the Clemson fan base's skin, didn't I, yesterday? And I I stand behind what I said. There ain't a Clemson content creator that's worth a shit. And it's just so funny that people that are like, I think they're more worried about winning games on the field. Did you play? Do you you play? Uh, um, uh, like, like, we're talking about something that has nothing to do with on the field. Like, nothing. Like, fans worrying about anything doesn't
3: matter what happens on the field anyways. So who gives a shit? What point are you trying to make? What point are you trying to make? Anyways, it's a lot of fun because even with a seven-game losing streak, we are able to
1: get under their skin like none other. I mean, I can make an entire podcast just called the Clem Sucks Podcast, and I I think it would be wildly successful. Um, Jonathan Lee, who would you rather see us beat?
3: Georgia or Arkansas? Well, I mean, I'd rather see us beat Georgia. Games at Willie B. I hate Georgia.
1: They're in the SEC East. We play them yearly versus Arkansas. We play once in a blue moon. So, I mean, yeah, I'd rather see us beat Georgia. I just question. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to have no hope. Like, if we – listen, if we play Arkansas really close on the road, if we play Arkansas close on the road, we lose by a field goal, which there will be no shame in losing to Arkansas by a touchdown or touchdown or less, let's say. There will be no shame
3: in that. They're a good football team. Fayetteville's a tough place to play. be no shame. So, if, if that happens, I'm not going to go into the Georgia game with, with,
1: with, like, no hope at all, right? I'm, I'm not going to go into that game with just, oh, we're going to get blown out, you know what I mean? Um, I won't probably be picking us to win, but I won't think that
3: we will get, you know, run off the field or something. So, I, I'd, I'd rather beat Georgia, right? I'd rather beat Georgia.
1: On the flip side... As a content creator and as a fan, too, but also as a content creator, I would love to see us. Because I've had this conversation, not about those two games, but hypotheticals about Arkansas and Kentucky. And it's like, which game would you rather win? I'd rather beat Kentucky because I'm tired of losing to Kentucky. And I feel like you need to beat Kentucky for the sake of your program. You play them every year. Again, you only play Arkansas once in a blue moon. But selfishly, I would love, and hear me out, I'd love to beat Arkansas. Because there would not be a more electric game week in this season than that week between Arkansas and Georgia. Because if South Carolina starts 2-0, beats Arkansas, dude, that week leading up to that Georgia game is going to be unlike any week we've ever seen. I mean, it's going to be absolutely incredible. Nobody can disagree. I mean, I, I think we'd all agree it will be a magical week going into that Georgia game. A magical week. So, you know, I, I don't want to revert to coach people. Well, let's take them one at a time. But, you know, I, I, I don't think, listen, I, I'm excited for Arkansas. I, I look at it as a 50-50. And here comes Cocky Twan. We have a better chance. Hey, let's just gauge the audience. What do y'all think? Am I crazy? He says we got a better chance at beating Georgia than we do beating Arkansas. I, I just, I disagree, Cocky Twan, and I don't understand where this is coming from. I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, Georgia didn't just win the national championship last year. I, I'm not saying Georgia didn't lose a lot. That's valid. But, there, But like, let, let me make it clear. Cocky Twan is far from the only one. A lot of folks on social media. A lot of folks on social media saying, that they feel there's a better chance to win in week three. I know we've struggled on the road. I understand that, right? Two and 16, I think, in our last 18 true road games. We have struggled on the road of late. And I know that Georgia has lost a lot, but it's still Georgia. I think Georgia's still elite. And while I think Arkansas is a good football team, and yes, it's on the road, you don't have a better chance to beat Georgia than you do to beat Arkansas. I, I, I just, I think you're giving Arkansas way too much credit. You're giving them way too much credit. I, I'm, I'm just having a hard time wrapping my brain around that. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, like, I, I get it from the home, but like, home field doesn't play the game. I mean, home field's important. Do not get me wrong. Home field is a, is a very important thing right, in college football. In college athletics, the home advantage is big. But it's not everything. It, it, it's not everything. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you're going to get a dub, right? It's like, you know, that's why, like, when I pick Carolina to beat Clemson, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's on the road, but that, the fans don't play the game, right? Fans don't play the game. So... And I I think I understand why folks are picking us to beat Georgia because I, I, I feel like this is not the A&M series. This is not the Clemson series where we look at those and we're almost like willing at this point to accept an L because we haven't beaten them in so long. We had that 2019 miracle game against Georgia. So, so it's like we've beaten them in recent memory. So Georgia doesn't feel like this unbeatable opponent, right? like an A&M and even like a Clemson does now. They don't feel that way. And and that's fair. And guys, again, I'm not sitting here telling you I'm not sitting here telling you that that game may not be very close. I, I think it could be a very close ball game. I'm not saying it's impossible that South gonna wins. All I'm saying is that I don't think it's a tougher that Arkansas is a tougher game than Georgia. I mean, I've got Georgia going undefeated, guys, undefeated, college football playoff bound. I like I think they're good again. I, I just I don't know. I I even if that doesn't happen though, that Arkansas, I just I do not see that that's a tougher game than Georgia. I, I don't know where that's coming from. Like, that's been kind of like the fun, sexy thing to say this preseason. Well, you know, actually Arkansas's tougher than Georgia. And it's like I know it's the preseason and we get to a point in the preseason where we just say things just to say them whether they sound good bad whether they're right wrong we just say things cuz they sound cuz they roll off the tongue but that's one that I have a hard time just letting slide by like you really think Arkansas is a tougher game than Georgia I I I don't see that <laughs> I just I don't see that I don't see that uh, anyways, guys, yeah, if you did miss that video, that Shane Drew videos, we've now hit the second hour of the Daily Crow, if you missed that Shane Beamer,
3: that Shane Beamer video, really good stuff, man. It's just incredible. And, and it, and it, and it just screams to, it just screams to what and who. Shane Beamer is the culture he's building. It's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome.
1: And uh, I, I talked about this last night at the, at the, uh, the TSUS tour about that video. And it's just, and I said this in the tweet, but I feel like Beamer is a fan. You know, he, he's one of us. He really is. Like he's a fan of South Carolina football and South Carolina athletics. Like he, he doesn't just, he's not just wanting success to happen for South Carolina for a paycheck or status or notoriety, right? He cares. He's a fan. He's just like us. He bleeds garnet and black. He is a Gamecock. And th- that that's a that's a that doesn't guarantee long-term success. That doesn't guarantee national championships or or an SEC title, but that is a spot that it feels so good to be in because of what we've gone through. You know, dealing through and dealing with the Must Champ era and a guy that and a guy that uh, just gave no shits at all about South Carolina was there for the paycheck and uh so ha- having a guy like Shane at the helm it's such a nice change of pace and something we needed and we talked about a lot when he was hired this this fan base needed a a a a a hug if you will and i think beamer certainly
3: he certainly provided that if nothing else he, he's provided great perspective uh to us all so let's see
1: Yeah, I don't know why we're going against rival or uh, Maryland so much in recruiting. Like what like we are recruiting the DMV hard. We are recruiting the DMV very, very hard. So um big game boomer dropping his list. Top 50 head coaches with the most swagger. Shane Beamer comes in at number three. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney at
3: 49th. <laughs> Right behind Billy Napier, who's at 48. That's funny. That is so funny. Love that. God. Gamecocks today said, bring back Mike, man. Absolutely
1: not. Uh, me, uh, what's the guy's name? Mel Tucker at Michigan State. He was number one, Hayden. Lane Kiffin was two. You guys remember Mike Mann? You remember that? Y'all recall Mike Mann at football games? Mike Man at football games. Should South Carolina bring Mike Mann back? Here's my answer. Hell, and I say this with as much emphasis as I can possibly put on it, Absolutely. Fucking not. <laughs> it's ap- absolutely not. Hell to the no. I cannot stress this enough. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. God. No. I, I mean, like, I like the... I like the...
3: the sentiment, but hell, hell no. No, sir.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, Garrett H. We still have a silent commit from January, according to Welcome Home Tracker on Twitter. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it is wild. That is it's. Kids just want to. I mean, you know, kids want to wait to their whatever they they want to. They they want to. You know, wait it out. Jonathan Lee, Chris, did you see the Mokaba interview? He said Debo Williams playing his mind out right now, knows the playbook, is fast, talks trash. Maybe he's better than just some guy from Delaware. Jonathan Lee, maybe he is. It's also maybe it's the preseason, and we haven't taken a snap yet. I'm just going off what I saw from last year, my guy. And uh, maybe that's why he was running with the ones. Listen, I don't doubt he's going to play this year. Maybe he's made – I don't – Jonathan, here's the thing. Here's what people need to understand, by the way. Here's what people need to understand. I don't care who starts. I don't care who plays. I don't care even who coaches. I just want to win. So, if D, like, I'm not pulling against Debo Williams being a starting linebacker for us. It just made me raise an eyebrow because I watched the guy play last year or not play, actually. And so, to think that he's now a starting linebacker, possibly, um, is a little concerning when you've got a guy like Sherrod Green and Brad Johnson and Mo Caba and these other guys, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, hmm, that's not expected. If Debo's made that jump, cool. But I also also say this, Jonathan, this is not to, like, take anything away from anything anybody says in any interview this preseason. If all you did was go off of preseason fall camp interviews with players, You'd pick us to go 15 and 0 and win the national championship. I mean, you're never going to. I mean, Spur, remember Spurrier? Remember Spurrier when he did like the post practice thing? He did like the post practice, like, here's what a coach will never say, right? And he's like, you know, players dropping balls and quarterbacks have got grass stains because on the field so, or on the ground so much. and Like, you know what I mean? Like, he made a good point, though. He made a good point. And like, it's, this is like talking season 2.0, right? Everybody's good right now. Everybody's a everybody's a great team, you know, right? I, I'm, and I'm not saying that to saying don't be excited. I'm just saying, just take just take it with a grain of salt. Just take a little bit of it with a grain of salt. Like, hey, that's that's great. I'm glad you're saying this. You're, everybody's great. Everybody, all right. Well, I'm I'm excited to see it on the field. You know, <laughs> I'm just excited to see it on the field, right? So I, you know. Everybody's an All-American in the preseason, Jonathan. Everybody's an All-American. And I know that's not what you were saying, but... No, I mean, listen, I hope he's made that jump. And, you know, we if nothing else, even if Debo's not a starter, we need to play. We need
3: depth. We need depth. We absolutely need depth. So... Breaking 70. What's up, Breaking? Hey, great to meet you last night, Breaking. Again, let me
1: stress, all the Gamecocks that were at Fort Mill last night, Ale Alehouse, appreciate y'all. Um, Jonathan Lee, hearing a bunch of players always say he's a dog. Maybe we'll see it on the field. Cam Smith getting a lot of praise, too. Best trash talker, also love it. Yeah, I mean, they, they both got featured in that uh that Welcome Home. Hey, listen, may the best man win every competition, right? May the best man, may the best, may the best player win uh, all the spots. You know what I mean? So, I'm not like – it's not like I'm, like, pulling for one guy over the other. Just play the best player. So, maybe he does have that motor. Maybe that will help. You know, he obviously has a motor. We saw it on special team. Maybe he's got that motor to make an impact on defense. Uh, A.J. Bowers, if Alabama, if we're to make it to the SEC championship game one day, what team from the East would you say we'd face? A.J., you you try that – Try that question again, AJ. Try that question again. Oh, West, West. Uh, If Alabama, like you said, was not to make it there, correct? I will say, I don't know, man. I mean, A&M with the way they're recruiting. Jackson Gary said, just got the Beamer Ball hoodie in, and it's fine. Yeah, hey, thank you all so much, man, for the merch. Also, real quick, we got them back in. We got them back in, boom, baby! We got them back in. And also, I, I, you know, this is something that I sort of—I just didn't feel the need to share because I was like, "Why?" You know, what I mean, With all of our business operations—we don't—we don't need to share all that publicly. You know, we 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 take care of all of that on the back end and give you guys the product on the front end, and 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 that's what y'all care about, right? You don't you don't really care about the inner workings behind the scenes. You just want the end result, which is cool. And that's how it probably should be. But, and I've done, and I did something against my better judgment, by the way. I jumped back into Gamecock Reddit. There are a few entities out there that hate me more than Gamecock Reddit, or at least used to. I got off there about two years ago because it was just every, every post was just coming at me. And that's totally fine, right? You know, bunch of slap dicks on Reddit. It is what it is. Um, it's like, The, it's like the most, if you took the most toxic side of Twitter and just put it in its own entity, that is Reddit, right? So, they mentioned the towels last night. Nothing bad either, but somebody just said that, you know, they brought up the Beamer Ball towels, and, like, maybe somebody else will make them a surprise. And, guys, I don't know if I should be promoting this or mentioning this, but this, what you see right here, Beamer Ball, right? I don't know if I should promote this. Maybe I should, because, honestly, it's just another selling point for us. But for anybody who's tuned in doesn't realize, um, and this may come as a shock to some of you, but uh, you're not going to be able to find these towels anywhere else. You're not going to be able to find this merchandise anywhere else. Like, we are the only ones that will make it, and it's because I own the trademark to Beamerball. And if you don't really understand what that means, what that means is that nobody else can print merchandise of any kind and sell it unless they give me a percentage or they, I mean, just have my permission, which they won't get unless they're paying me. That includes the school. That includes anybody. That includes everybody. Anybody that's not affiliated with the Spurs Up show. So, I I, I don't know if I should be promoting that. I I, I just didn't feel the need to do so because I'm not, like, I don't want to go on Twitter and, like, bump my chest. Like, I did that to protect myself and to protect TSUS because I can tell you guys this, and y'all may not give a damn, especially the people that hate me. They don't give a damn, which, I mean, to hell with them, truly. Um, But... I did that to protect myself because if, you know, I can tell you this. If the University of South Carolina, they would have got that trademark, you know what the first thing they would have done is? They would have came and knocked on my door and said, "Mm -mm, no more of that. You either got to take that merchandise down or you got to give us half. And I wasn't about to do that shit. So it will be on the flip side. USC can give me half or they can buy me out and give me a, a must champ size buyout. They're more than welcome to do so. Um But I didn't normally feel the need to do that. And, yes, Ed McInnes, I understand where Beamer Ball came from, but we're talking about legalities and trademarks. We're not talking about anything else. And the trademark was owned by Frank Beamer up until 2002. He let the trademark expire because you have to, I think, renew it every decade or so. And so when I first, when Shane first got hired, and I saw, I went and searched it, right? I made sure, like, I'm not, because I wasn't going to print merchandise if that was a trademark that was taken, because I w- didn't want to go through a cease and desist type of situation, and sure enough, it was available, and I jumped on it, and now I own it. So, there you go. Uh, Garrett H., how does that work, getting the trademark with someone else's name? No, it's it's just looked at as a phrase. It's just looked at as a phrase, Garrett. So, it's I mean, it's not like I own the Beamer name, but when it comes to merchandise and this specific slogan, yes, I own that. Yeah. So, again, I, I don't... I, I didn't initially, like, make that a thing to be like, look at me. I've got the trademark. Cause like, who really gives a shit, I guess? All y'all care about is cool merch, and I'm the same way. But I guess I would just tell people, I guess I would just tell people, like, if you're waiting on the school to drop this or somebody else, you're going to be waiting forever because <laughs> they never are. And if they do, I mean, maybe they will, but they're going to be paying me. Um, and it and it's, again, it's not like a, ja- like, Shane Beamer, I can tell you, supports the merchandise. I can tell you the Beamer family guys support the merch because they have bought the merch. The Beamer family, Frank Beamer, his wife, I've seen the orders come through. They bought the merch. They support, I mean, there's a picture, literally, of Frank Beamer rocking the Beamer ball hat, right? So, I mean, they support the merch. I don't think they really give a damn. I mean, obviously, they're, they're well- Very well off financially. His father, Shane, what we're paying him at USC. I don't think they're all that concerned with me having the trademark. So, fun fact for you on this Friday. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break, but I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions,
3: comments, calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your
1: comments, your calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843 3377 Very exciting Friday, by the way, today. We've gotten an hour and a half into the show, basically, and I haven't talked about this. Haven't talked about this. Uh, Podcast
3: did drop today. Of course, that is normal, right? That's normal. But um, what's exciting... Well, let's see.
6: What is...
1: I'm I'm watching a video that that Mark Ryan that Mark for some reason Mark Ryan posted a video of him muting a Clemson fan on Twitter. I don't know why that was a thing that Mark did, but so be it. Uh, anyways, guys. Anyways, really exciting stuff today with the podcast. Of course, podcast drop is normal, right? That's a normal thing. But the series that we began today, our position unit preview series began on today's podcast. As on today's show, we broke down the Gamecocks quarterbacks heading in the 2022 football season. We will do that each and every single show. We're going to be breaking down position units basically up until kickoff. We're going to do, of course, quarterbacks today. We'll probably do running backs on the Monday show, wide receivers. We'll do offensive line. We'll do defensive line. We'll do linebackers. We'll do secondary. That will take us kickers and punters. That will take us all the way into game week. So again, really excited. I know the opponent preview series was fun, but it's like, do we really want to talk about other teams? You know what I mean? It's like, who gives a damn about them? I, I do like again though, giving you guys an idea, just a refresher on, hey, this is who they have, this is the dynamic of the matchup. But this is really fun. I, I love doing the position at preview series and getting you guys familiar with these position units if you do not know, and talking about top storylines with the most approved, best of all. And today basically should be nicknamed the Spencer Rattler episode because that's what it was all about today. And uh, you know. That doesn't surprise anybody. I will say this, though. I think what is a very... I think what is a very interesting subplot of this season when it comes to the quarterback position. Because when you're in the positions that Shane Beamer's in, you're not just thinking about the year that is. You're thinking about the future, right? And winning in the future and building your roster out, more importantly for the future. So we're all locked in and focused on Spencer Rattler, what he's going to do this season. But I think what's an interesting subplot and a storyline that we should be following are the quarterbacks behind Rattler. Luke Doty, Tanner Bailey, Braden Davis, Colton Gauthier, all these other guys, because you need to worry about and build for 2023 as well. So games against Georgia State, SC State, Charlotte, maybe even Bandy. maybe there's some others. Are you able to get these youngsters some playing time, because there's there are some very talented quarterbacks on this roster behind Rattler, right? Doty was a four-star. Bailey was a four-star. Davis was a four-star. Gauthier, even by some services, was a four-star. So you've got talent, and I think it's important, right? I mean, I want to see Spencer Rattler take practically every snap this season, but it's also important, can you get them some game experience? Can you get them some reps? In game, because you ask anybody who's played college football, there's nothing like getting in rep experience. Or excuse me, in game experience, getting those in game reps. Right, you can do all the stuff you want in scrimmages and practice, but there's nothing like getting on that field at Williams-Brice Stadium in front of eighty thousand people and doing it in that type of environment. So while we're all focused and locked in on twenty twenty two and Spencer Rattler and this team, I think also building towards the future. Right? That's a very interesting subplot of the season and a very interesting storyline to follow. And just how much do we see, if at all, see these guys, like the Baileys, the Davises, the Dodies, of course. How much do we see them? Because this time next year, unless something crazy happens yet in the transfer portal, you know, going in a spring ball through the summer, fall, can't, quarterback's going to be a question mark yet again. And you'd much rather be in a position where, at minimum, Guys like Bailey and Davis have gotten some game reps. It's not just going to be their first time ever stepping on a football field uh, if they do indeed win the job going into the next fall. So I'm really excited to see those guys play. And, again, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of potential on this roster when it comes to that position. Um, you know, I, th- I look at the quarterback position this year for South Carolina. It might be the most improved position unit, on the field. I mean, really, truly, like, when you look at where you were last year and what you've got now. I mean, guys, I don't know if you recall. Again, Gamecocks, we started four different quarterbacks. Nine different guys through a pass. That's insane. That's insane. Right? So, I, you know, it all starts with Rattler, certainly. Right? We're going to go as far as seven takes us, but I think it's an interesting subplot. How much how much playing time can you get
3: for these For these young quarterbacks, how much playing time can you get for those guys? Right? So.
1: Let's see. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Walker. Walker, what's up, my man?
0: What's up? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, man. Hey, first things first, I just want to say thank you so much for coming out to – Ale House last night in Fort Mill. Uh, tell your pops I said thank you as well, and obviously it was great. I appreciate you guys bringing, bringing Joe Satterfield out too. That was cool. That was awesome. But it was great to meet you, my friend. Um, for those, by the way, tuned in that are listening, I was starstruck meeting Walker. So I, I I've actually got some pictures too from the event last night, Walker, that I will send over to you. Uh, that mm-hmm. Lee Russell, or you know, the marketing lady, or whatever she was taking. That I want to make sure you get. But, uh, dude, awesome stuff. Great to meet you. What's going on, my man?
0: Uh, first off, thank you for taking my call and thank you for that event. That was amazing. I had a lot of fun last night, and uh, thanks to Carolina Alehouse. But, um, you were talking about. So I've been listening to your show this morning, and you were talking about how you find it crazy how people believe that. And as you know, I think we beat Georgia and we lose Arkansas, which, you know, you said you don't understand why people are – say there's a better chance of us beating Georgia and us, you know, versus Arkansas. And I think one of the reasons is because, as you said, you said I've heard so many people say it. And, like, I can't help but, like, how do I say, like, I want to agree with them, but I still have this gut feeling that we're going to beat them. I've heard so many things, you know. Even Beamer said it last year. They're reloading with five stars, you know, 105 stars. But, you know, LSU, I've said this so many times, I think probably getting old to y'all, LSU, everybody thought they were going to do the same thing. They did not. So what I wanted to do is just go over a quick, brief position breakdown Mm -hmm. of both Georgia and South Carolina and, you know, see how we match up at each position.
1: Go ahead. I'd love to hear it.
0: All uh, right, so quarterback, I don't really think I need to stay on this too long. Um, So according to PFF, they have their position rankings. This this is what I'm going off of. Spencer Rattler, you know, according to P- PFF, is very high on Rattler. They have them at three mm. over Stroud, which I don't know about that. But they have them three behind Caleb Williams and Bryce Young, and Shesson Bennett is 34th. So that's a easy win for the quarterback running back. They do not have no, a South Carolina player or a Georgia player for the running back in the top 25, but I've been, lo- I looked at the depth chart of Georgia and us. It doesn't look like Georgia is bringing back too much on the running back side. They, they are bringing back Kenny McIntosh. who He was a very good say receiving back last year for them. Um, but it's going to be tough for them to bring back. They have not much depth that they're They lost with, you know, James Cook and, uh, Zamir White last year. So I'm going to give that to us because I think we have been a lot more depth to the point where I think we can run, you know, either CBS, meaning Christian B.L. Smith or Marshawn Lloyd or Juju McDowell. And I think any of them could just, you know, any of them could take over those lead back and I would feel fine. Wide receiver, we have them, like, I don't think either of us, I think according, I think they don't have either of us on here. But I do think they have on TFS all SEC teams. They don't have any Georgia players, but they have Juice Wells and they have Josh in So wide receivers, I'll take that as a W. Tight ends, they got some of the best tight ends in the league. This is where I feel like Georgia starts to separate themselves is this, mm. you know, type of line. Uh They got Brock Bowers, my opinion, best tight end. Mahim Bell's close and Stronger's close, but they have both um, – Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert, both really, really good players. So I think we lose that one. Offensive tackle. I'm not even gonna go over this. They got better offensive line. Let's be real. It's the University of Georgia. They won the national championship last year and they had really good offensive line play. So so offensive tackle and interior O line that's a win. So so far through the offense, just through the offense, I wanna get your thoughts. Um quarterback, running back and wide receiver win for um us and then tight end, offensive of tackle, and interior O line, Georgia. Do you disagree with any of those? Or
1: I think you're spot on. Actually, I I, I, I will say running back. I, I I like the guys we have. Georgia's deep. Georgia's deep. I I, I think that one. I, I give you a push. I don't know that I give us the nod, but uh, now I mean I I think you're spot on, Walker. I I do. I think you're spot on. And
0: then defense. The interior defensive line, Georgia, they are right. returning. Um, Carter, who is a very, very, very good D-lineman, mm-hmm. Jalen Carter, they have a speed. Oh, I, I can't even lie. They got a smoke on the D-line. Interior D-line, edge defender, they have a smoke. They have – I don't even know if we have anybody in top 25. They have, like, two per position. Yeah. So, they got a smoke.
1: Yeah, All a lot, a lot of people – I was just going to say not to cut you off. A lot of people say their no, best no, NFL prospect – didn't even get drafted last year. The guy on the the D line, I forget his yeah. name. I think, I think that Taylor is. Carter
0: yeah, really Carter, Carter. yeah,
1: Carter, Carter. Yeah, a lot of people say that was their best defensive player last year, and he's back. So, yeah, they're yeah. they're very deep on year. the front.
3: Yeah.
0: An off-ball linebacker, which we which basically means middle linebacker. So for us, that's either going to be Mokaba or Debo Williams. Mm-hmm. As I've been looking at most of this Georgia stuff. I don't think they really know like who it's going to be, and they have, to be honest, neither of us have anybody in the top 25 for linebackers. Yeah. But I will give us the nod. Now, you may not agree with this. I don't think a lot of people will, but they have nobody in the top 25. I have heard no news about any Georgia lineback- middle linebackers, not edge defenders, just middle linebackers. And I've heard Mo Caba, not just from South Carolina camp, but from PFF, a lot of things on Twitter saying Mo Kaba is going to be one of the best sleeper defensive players of the year. Like he was ranked in the top 10 for sleeper defenders. So, you know, I'll give this a half of a point because we never, we don't really know. And whatever Mo Caba Com- is, he's not going to be, you know, you know, outstanding. And then cornerback, we got Cam Smith, who he is second best in the league in all of college football. He's one of the best cornerbacks in college football, so I'll give us the nod there. I think Kelly Ringo, their corner is probably, I think, five or four or something. Right. And then safeties, safeties is ugly. They have, like, they have a strong and a free, both right. in the top, like, ten. Yeah. So we got smoked there. So I don't think in the position units, like, if you go point by point or say, you know, we won this one, they won this one, I think we lost by, like, a point. But the, the reason I think, most people are saying that, including myself, say we will beat them is because we have, you know, the electrifying players like the Rattlers, you know, the running back, wide receiver, you know, quarterback. That's what a lot of people look at. and You know, I'm not saying O-linemen don't matter, but those are a lot of the less electrifying players that, right. you know, stand out less to us fans and really show less impact when we are looking at the game. So I think that's why a lot of people are looking at this game as a win for us. And this is why I picked it is Williams Price
3: is going to be bumping
1: for Georgia games. Hey, I, I, I think you make a lot of great points. I, and listen, I, I think it's got the potential to be a very, very good football game. Um, The, the, the biggest one I'll disagree with probably on defense would be linebackers. I just – I got to see it, man. I, I think out of yeah, Kaba, Green <laughs> – Johnson, Williams, like, I, I think we could have a solid linebacking core, but I, I just – it's hard for me to come around on the fact that we've got better linebackers than Georgia. I Just because the way they've I recruited, agree. honestly. The way they've recruited. Um, I, listen, I, I'll, I'll I'll say this, though. I mean, I picked that as an L, obviously, in the preseason. I will probably – I don't know there's a lot – I don't know there's a lot. I mean, certainly my picks can change. I mean, my, my, my week-to-week picks, I, I pick them based off that week. I don't just go off what I said in the preseason, whatever. Um, it would take an impressive win. It, look, this is what it would take. We, we need to beat Georgia State comfortably. We need an impressive mm-hmm. win against Arkansas. Not a fluke win, an impressive win. And Georgia needs to look underwhelming against an Oregon. There's some people out there, believe it or not, picking Oregon to beat Georgia, which I think is too bold. Um,
0: yeah. I think Oregon's going to be one of those teams that I think a lot of people have them, like, in their top 15. I don't think they're going to be up there. They lost. Right. They're a very run-first offense, and they lost their top running back last year, which I think they're not going to live up to the hype
1: Yeah, Bo, Bo Nix leading the way for them. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, so if all those things happen, though, maybe I, I lean to a South Carolina upset special at home. Um, all those things would have to happen. I, I'm not saying it can't be a close game because we've seen it. I mean, the history of, you know, obviously last year in 2020 don't apply, but – um, the history of this series, it, that weird things happen when Carolina Georgia play. I mean, for a while there at williams Stadium, it was just like South Carolina uh, always seemed to find a way to play them close or beat them. And when the two teams were both ranked, South Carolina found a way to win those games. So, hey, I'm not saying it's impossible with South Carolina Georgia getting on the field. You never know. But uh, I, I will say, Walker, it's one of those things. I'll stand by this. We need some 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 weird things to happen, Right. Because if Georgia plays their A game, they don't turn the football over. They're clicking on all cylinders. I don't think it'll matter what game South kind of plays. They will not win. I, I just, you you need Georgia. You need to catch Georgia on the right day. You do need your crowd and your atmosphere to make a major impact. Um, you need Spencer Rattler to to be on his game. And, 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 I'll, and I'll say that, you know, I've said before, and, you know, having Spencer Rattler, he gives you a chance. That's flat out. He just gives you a chance. Yeah. One of those things. I mm-hmm. just – the question is, is South Carolina clicking well enough that early in the season? To Because to, to, they're going to have to be. They're going to have to be, right? Because that, that that's the interesting thing, right? Everybody, when when we talk about South Carolina on the schedule and, oh, you know, we're we're catching Arkansas early, you know, we're, we're catching Georgia early. Well, it's like it's early for us, mm-hmm. too. Like we have a brand new team, practically. Mm-hmm. Like it's early for us, too. So I feel that's like that's another people,
0: reason why I think. Right. No, you go. No, I cut you
1: off. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say, you know, I feel like people want to give the side of the argument that, well, it's early for Georgia. But it's like that same logic applies to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I mean, I know we return a lot of production offensively, but like you got a new quarterback, you've added new pieces, you got an O line that still needs to gel, you've got new pieces defensively. Like, you know, that that same argument could be made on us.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the reason I do believe that we lose to Arkansas because I feel like I will say Arkansas is more like a uh, how do I say tester game. I feel like I feel like if we get blown out by Arkansas, that's when I'm like, oh crap, we're not going to be Georgia. But mm-hmm. if we play them close, I think yeah. that's what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be touchdown or less game mm-hmm. with Arkansas, but. You know, as you said, that people are think, oh, we're going to catch them early. Well, it's early for us, right. too. It, we it's, played Georgia State as our first game, and that's right. not really going to be how I say a tester. Yeah. Arkansas gets Cincinnati. They get their big-time warm-up game. They get a big-time opponent that they can, all right, this is what these teams are going to look like early in the season. With their new team, they can gel. We played Georgia State. Not to diminish them, but right, Georgia right.
1: State not Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like the same people that look at the Texas A and M game and say, "Well, you know, I could see that being an upset." We got a bye week. It's like so does A and M. So like literally yeah, just just throw the bye week thing out of this out of the equation right. because they have one too. It doesn't even matter.
3: So um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you just you have to look at it both ways. Again, it's like all these things mm-hmm. going against Georgia are reasons why they wouldn't play their best. It's like we also have to combat those things. So. But I, you know, I, I'll say this: I, I think in the preseason, I picked a seventeen or twenty-one point victory by Georgia. I think it was like maybe eighteen. I think it was like thirty-five to seventeen. I don't think it's a game like last year, where I mean, we just we mm-hmm. were we were outmatched from the jump. I I, I don't think it's a game like that. I, I think South Carolina will punch. I think they will throw punches at Georgia. I see on the line of scrimmage still, though. I just don't think the Gamecocks are there. I don't think they're at that level. Um, depth wise, they're not at that level, but that doesn't mean you can't come out of Georgia. I'm not saying take a a, a moral victory. Um, but you know, you can come out of that one feeling like, okay, you know, we, we, we swung at the, the, one of the best teams in college football and, and, uh, you know, we can, we can build off of that again. I'm not saying moral victories, but you know, when you're building a program, right, I mean, you, you'd love to beat them, but, I mean, if you lose to Georgia by 10 points, I'm not going to be sitting here saying, well, we should fire Beamer because we lost to Georgia. It's like, no, you, no, take, what you no. take what you can, build from it positively, and keep it moving forward. And, you know, the, the big goal is this, bottom line, just come out of them first three, two and one. If you can come out of those first three, two mm-hmm. and one, um, would, would be huge, you know what I mean, for the remainder of your season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've called Arkansas the biggest swing game and and discounted discounted the Georgia That's game.
2: The
1: um you know, but if you can come out two and one and, you know, somebody asked me earlier, who would you rather beat? I mean, I I don't think necessarily it's going to happen. But, hey, if you could somehow – you lose to Arkansas week two. Obviously, you've picked it. You lose Arkansas week two and then you beat Georgia. I mean, God, I'd, I'd be <laughs> – trust me, I'd be giddy. I'd be giddy if we beat Georgia. I hate Georgia. Mm-hmm. I loathe Georgia. So, I'd love to beat them. I will say one
0: thing uh, just in this off here. When yeah. I make this point, I want people to know I'm not trying to be like – Hey, come on, hop on my train. We're gonna beat Georgia trains. I'm just trying to let people know why I think we're gonna beat Georgia, why I think we have the firepower, um, on the more explosive, you know, sides of the ball, the more entertaining sides. You know, very well. They could, you know, it could turn. I've really just thought of this on the spot. This could turn to be a UNC type game where, mm. you know, um, because they don't we they dominate the line of scrimmage. Like we would dominate, we dominated UNC. They had the better quarterback. They're the better running back. They're the better wide receiver. So, you know, hope maybe hopefully we don't get blown out like UNC did to us. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Hey, I tell you about.
1: this. I will tell you this, Walker. Make your picks. Don't ever let anybody make you budge on them. Stick by. Stick to your guns. The no. beauties and the banter. I'm uh, to no, listen. The beauties and the banter. Because none of us really know. And the you know we're we're <laughs> probably going to get to this point this time next week where. And, and I mean, I guess we're there now, but you just get that itch where it's like, because you can only break it down, dissect it, talk about it, predict it so many times or, or, so, or so much. There's only so many levels you can go. It's like, bro, let's just get toe to leather and let's start getting some answers to these questions. And we'll get it soon enough. We'll get it soon enough. So, hey, the uh, the TDC viewers, the commenters, man, they want you to call in daily. So I'm challenging you to call in as much as you can, <laughs> my guy. They, they need more Walker in their life. Hey, I got school
0: starting up next week, but I will Oh, the school.
1: Maybe maybe on the lunch break. Maybe on the lunch break. I don't know. Whenever whenever lunch yeah. is. All
0: uh, right. Thank you for having me on. I had a great time. And go Cox
1: Walker. Always a pleasure, man. Go Cox. Appreciate you. Uh, like I said, got to meet Walker last night. Incredible. Incredible. Awesome kid. Awesome dude. Kid's got a bright future. Kid's got a very bright future. Guys, let's, let's go ahead and jump into one final break. I want to continue to hear from you, though, more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 12 minutes or so in The Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls 843-790-3377. Friday, August the 12th, TGIF, as we go into the weekend. I uh, would love to hear from you guys. Again, check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Yeah, appreciate Walker for the call, man. Walker is an absolute legend. Absolute legend. Uh, always look forward to his calls. Again, guys, thank you so much. Those that came out to Ale Alehouse last night in Fort Mill, We had a blast. We've got three, yeah, I guess just three more stops. Isn't that crazy to think? We got three more stops. Augusta next Thursday, the 18th. Woodruff Road in Greenville Thursday, the 25th. And then Columbia Harbison Tuesday, the 25th. And of course, that will be game week. So really looking forward to it, guys. Augusta will be fun, man. It's cool. Obviously, I'm from the area and Expecting to see a lot of family and friends and all, all, all those folks there. So uh, looking forward to it. Going to be a really, really good time. Um, either way, guys, we are going to the weekend. Appreciate Jake Crane taking the time to to chat. And, uh, yeah, like I said, guys, highly suggest you check out the podcast. The Position at Preview Series does get going. Um, we will, by the way, pick up on our season simulation series Sunday. Sunday night, we will simulate the South Carolina-Texas A&M Football game, um, my, uh, yeah, that'll be Sunday night, excuse me. Sunday night, we'll do that. Monday, we'll do Missouri. And then Tuesday, we'll do the Vanderbilt game. Yes, I believe that is the schedule. So, so anyways, guys, fire away with your questions. Fire away with your questions. Connor McCormish. Can't wait to give you that T-shirt. Yes, bro. I literally have ordered a frame. I've ordered a frame, so I I, I cannot wait, Connor. I I appreciate it, man. I can't say thank you enough. That is going to be such an incredible piece in the studio. By the way, they're back there. I want to shout out my guy. Uh, I want to shout out my dude from last night, Phil Ballou, that gave me a couple of pieces, including a Steve Spurrier signed football, a Cinderella framed like uh, Final Four newspaper cover whatever and then a williams bryce stadium picture so i i want to say thanks to phil uh that was really really cool man and again thank you to all those that, that, that have been coming out to all these tsus tour events man i mean they've been they've been uh it, it's been a huge success already i mean every single event it's it's such a blessing and you know, I had somebody text me this morning, like, hey, you know, the crowd wasn't what you want. We had, like, 15 to 20 people, but, dude, guys, it's it's like the, the, the attitude I have if one person shows up, it was worth it, and and we had a great crowd. I really did think we had a great crowd. Uh, probably had about 20 or so folks, you know, it was tough. I, I wish that I would have looked at the schedule beforehand and realized that that was the same night as the uh, the Panthers Fan Fest, because I know for a fact there were some folks that went to that instead. That's totally fine. I get it. I understand, but uh, either way, man, the, the, the TSUS Tour has been a massive success, and, And getting to talk to you guys and conversate and talk Gamecocks. And I mean, it's just been, it's been such a blessing. I mean, it's just been such a blessing. And I can't say thank you enough. So, uh, looking forward to Augusta, looking forward to Woodruff Road. And, uh, you know, it's nice. I only have one really long road trip left. Um, One really long road trip left. And that is Augusta. Columbia is not that far. I mean, it's, it's, it'll be like an hour 20 to Harveston. Uh, Augusta will be a solid like two hours or so, two hours, fifteen minutes, something like that. I don't know, whatever. Um, either way though, gonna be a lot of fun, gonna be a good time. Probably gonna have probably gonna use next weekend, honestly, guys, is my one last weekend to just chill like at home because the the following weekend, I will be going down to Savannah, kicking it with a couple of homies down there, a couple of ghouls, a couple of zools, a couple of goblins, a couple of uh, a couple of rippers, if you will. So we'll be having a weekend in Savannah, down at the beach, hanging out, chilling. I haven't been to Savannah in a long time either. I, I think the last time I went to Savannah. I'm trying to think for an extended period of time. I Probably 2014. I mean, it's been a like since I've went there for an extended period, stayed like overnight, for example. I'm trying to think like it's been a very long time. I went to St. Patty's Day in Savannah in 2014. What a blast that was. My God. <laughs> what a blast. I had too much fun. Um, yeah, and then went down – my my cousin lives on Wilmington Island down there, went to went to Tybee Island and had a little summer vacation. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A lot of fun. My buddies – like I said, my buddies live down there in downtown, and and uh, we're going to have us a blast. So, one one last – one last hurrah. Hey, a hurrah for week zero for college football. Uh, we'll be watching – we'll be watching Nebraska play in Dublin. We'll be watching Vandy on the island. Going to be a good time. Uh, on that note, guys, join our pool, runyourpool.com. If you want to join basically, it's a weekly pick'em league. that um, it's free, by the way. It's free for everybody. It's it's absolutely free. You join the winner at the end of the season is gonna get a $150 gift certificate to fanatics, which basically they insinuate you can use for a South kind of football jersey, right? And you can get any player. So join that today. We're gonna to be picking every SEC game against the spread. Every SEC game. So gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, if you need the link, let me know, but it's runyourpool.com. Uh, we've posted it on social media. I'll, I'll retweet it after this, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a ton of fun, man. Um, looking forward to it. They should have the games uploaded and loaded in the back end very soon. Uh, and, of course, college football. Guys, think about this. College football gets going in 15 days, right? I mean, we're 22 away from South Carolina, but college football as a whole, 15 days. We got Vandy on the island. Cannot wait cannot wait man gonna be a blast getting blown up on social media here um what is this oh somebody asked i guess jonathan lee tagged me who was the guest on august the 11th uh jc sherbert Doug. jc sherbert sorry about that i just had facebook pulled up jc sherbert was the guest yeah, J.C. So th- this is our weekly lineup for TDC in case you missed it. Mondays, we'll have Steven Garcia. And this will this will be in full effect come the week of kickoff. Right now, I think we only have three of five that are jumping in. But the week of kickoff, this is what the season's going to look like on the Daily Crow. Mondays, Steven Garcia. Tuesdays, Alex McGrath. Wednesdays, Anthony Treish of Pro Football Focus. Thursday, uh, J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur. And then Fridays, of course, Jake Crane of Crane & Company. That is our full weekly lineup. And I'm just so excited for that, man, because it's just more content. Content, 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 content. That's what it's all about. It's all about content. Uh, Travi says, what is the spread on that hawaii Van B game? Good question, my friend. Good question. I will give you a spread. The spread on that game is, how about this? The Doors, six-and-a-half point favorites. Hawaii sitting over under, sitting at 54 and a half. The doors, the comma doors. Would you take Vandy to cover six and a half? Does Clark Lee get it done? AJ Bauer says Hawaii's gonna win by 21 points. Are we are we taking are we taking the doors to cover six and a half? Hawaii must be terrible. That is, that is the truest statement from this for sure. That is the truest statement for sure. Hawaii, like, isn't that, how many games, dude, Vandy might not be favored in another game this year. I think they actually do play Elon, though, but I doubt there'll be a spread on that one. Vandy minus six and a half. Shout out my folks in the door report. Vandy minus six and a half. How about that? How about that? Isn't that something? Hey, guys, continue to order the merchandise. T-S-U-S dot store. Again, these bad boys are available. I'll be shipping them out all weekend. Right? Towels are going like crazy. We're going to have like a 1,000 of them at Georgia State Game Day. If you want to buy them in person, I will have them for sale at every single tailgate, every single event, every single live thing we do. Uh, so if you don't want to pay shipping and handling, that's your best way to do it. Jonathan Lee says Vandy wins seven to nothing. Yeah, God, what a game. Don't even wish that. What a terrible, miserable thing. But you know what I love is, like, you know, you know that Vandy-Hawaii game is just going to be madness. Like, it's just going to be stupid. Like, when you get that level of football, right, it's just like, who knows? Who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, When's the last time Vandy's been a road favorite? I have no idea. That's a great question. That's a great question. Good trivia question there, Daddy-O. Um... By the way, somebody was asking if you were a troll, Daddy-O. Why, why, why do you think that is? I, I, I never have never thought that. I don't know. I don't know why. They throw in shade at Daddy-O. Nobody wants Daddy-O to, no, nobody wants Daddy-O to win. Nobody wants Daddy-O to win. Um, a, again, guys, I want to say thank you all so much. For the love and support of the merchandise side of the business, man. Merch is flying like crazy, bro. If You don't have these comfort colors, by the way. You're missing out, dude. The comfort colors is the move. Comfort colors is the move and everything. I mean, everything else is great, too. But comfort colors is where it's at it truly is um yeah so DGD says had door report on the show today you know DGD I'm upset I couldn't come on your show I am I'm upset I know you had our buddy Mike Yuva shout out to Mike but I'm upset that you couldn't you couldn't have me on your show. I'm sure we'll make it up during the season. Uh, Anyways, guys, podcast dropped this morning. Travis, you have a great weekend. Um, We'll be back next week with, I mean, the normal schedule, right? Podcast, Daily Crow, position Unit preview series, will roll on, merchandise is rolling, everything's rolling, man. Another successful week in the books, man. I just just can't say thank you enough. I know I say it over and over, and you guys probably get tired of hearing it, but I just want you all to know I'm so grateful because it's, you know, again, I catch myself, right? Like, we stay so – I stay so in the moment, so present moment, you're always focused on – this piece of content we're working on, this piece of merch, this thing we're doing, you know, your daily tasks, this, that. But like, if you really just take a moment to sit down and kind of almost take a step back and remove yourself and look at everything and look around and just realize the work that we've done and realize how far we've come and realize all the incredible things we're doing, and the successes we've had, and the successes that we will have, like it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's
3: wild. I mean, it's—it's it's, dare I say legendary. I mean, it really, truly is. I mean, it's—it's it's cool. It's very cool. It's the best way to put it is just very cool, man. It's surreal. I mean, it's
1: literally surreal. That's—it's literally surreal, man. So, with the TSUS tour, the podcast, the merch. The Daily Crow, you know what I mean? Everything. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much, man. I appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Um, So ready for kickoff. 22 days, folks. 22 days. 22 days. We are getting so close, man. Can't wait. Guys, that's it. Hey, check out the podcast version of this in case you missed it. We'll drop at 3 o'clock. Drops every day at 3 o'clock Monday through Friday. Uh, Again, stay tuned to social media content bleeding out the eyeballs. Folks, appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you on
3: Sunday night. Tune in for the Season Simulation Series. Y'all take care.